Welcome to the podcast where we talk all about love. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Carly Ann. Let's be honest, nobody taught us about the challenges that come with finding and keeping healthy, happy relationships. Nobody warned us of the courage that you need to put yourself out there when dating, or gave us the tools to manage anxiety, or told us what the hell to do when we got ghosted. As two coaches working in this space, we want to open up the conversation and give our take into the real, messy, amazing, sometimes tiring and frustrating, but mainly an extraordinary journey that comes with creating the secure, lasting relationships that you deserve. Welcome back to All About Love. Today, we are going to be discussing such an important topic, and it is how to handle awkward dating and relationship conversations. So we're going to be talking about why this is so important, our experience with it, and then actually we're just going to go into tips and scripts and everything in between in order to kind of help you reach that next level of feeling comfortable with your communication. How are you doing, Carly? I'm good. I'm excited for this conversation. <laughs> I, think I know we're going to say this every week. I'm excited for this one. <laughs> On a personal level, as someone who has struggled to have a voice at times, mm. I just love this conversation. Yeah, because this conversation it is about the fact that so many women and men and people struggle to speak up. And it is that concept of finding your voice and finding your voice is finding out who you are, isn't it? It's having that confidence. It's knowing yourself. Yeah. Uh, that just makes me want to dive right into all of my own personal experiences <laughs> because I know how relatable so many of them are. But I am someone who is still working on this. That's what I'll say for now and I'll share more later. I'm sure it'll come out, but I'm definitely, definitely still working on this. Absolutely same. Like it can be easy to sit there with a client and be like, hey, let's come up with a script that feels good. Let's give you the tips. But when it's faced in your own relationship or you're in that moment and you're really angry or you're triggered or like you want to say something but you don't know how to say it all of that goes out the window and we're coaches <laughs> exactly and then the guilt that comes after that explosion but that's why this conversation is so important so that we can remind ourselves and hopefully help others that can relate to us. And I know that that's many, many people. Should we consider the umbrella of an awkward conversation? I would see it as anything that, that feels vulnerable and makes you a little bit uncomfortable because it feels like you're putting yourself out there. You're putting your wants and your needs out there for somebody else. And sometimes I feel like it can feel like handing over your power or it brings in those feelings of the fear of pushing them away through your needs, the fear of being too much, the fear of rejection, abandonment, all of those things. Yeah, I mean, I kind of echo that, to be honest. The word awkward, right, is something, hopefully if you know yourself enough to know when you feel awkward, that's what comes under that umbrella, like for you individually as well, because there's so many things that one person isn't gonna find awkward that another person does. And I think that's something really key when it comes to awkward conversations. It is about where you struggle to express yourself. Cause there might be areas where you're perfectly fine with expressing yourself, but other areas feel really awkward for you or really difficult. And I tend to notice it if it's, am I holding something in? Is mm. there something that I'm not saying? Mm. And obviously that takes admitting that to yourself. But once I 
yeah, once I know that, then I know, okay, there's probably a bit of an awkward conversation to have. Two things that just came up for me then. First of all, when I was doing the research for this, apparently the word awkward on Tinder profiles is used something like 81% of times. Like it's the higher, it's the like highest sort of word that goes into people's profiles because people do feel socially awkward. They do feel awkward about dating or they feel, you know, it's that kind of concept. So I'm so glad that we are decoding that a little bit and hopefully giving people a bit of like confidence and not feeling like they are a weirdo. Do you know what I just did when you said that mm-hmm. is I Googled the word awkward and I like this one causing or feeling uneasy embarrassment or inconvenience because that's it right we don't want to be an inconvenience to the person that we like Mm -hmm. or the person that whoever it is we're having this conversation with and we definitely don't want to feel embarrassed no and the second point was I completely agree with you when something isn't been said and I think for me because I've struggled a lot with actually knowing what my feelings are around certain subjects or even knowing what I want to say sometimes I don't realize that there is something I need to say until I get that feeling of resentment we have to actually as well look at a bit of a social and cultural context because from quite a young age especially if you know we work with a lot of women don't we Carly and culturally or socially we've been taught not to speak up stay small you know you're meant to be what is it all things sugar and spice whatever that phrase is so you're kind of from rom-coms from what you've been taught at school from the toys you're given to play with how you watch your parents communicate like you're kind of taught to be in a certain way and sometimes I think that plays such a big impact if like you are if you're sort of not designed but if you're put on a little path of being amenable and making yourself you know nice and happy and whatever to somebody else yeah we could do a whole episode on the whys isn't it the why we struggle Mm -hmm. to talk but ultimately i do find that a lot of the challenges when it comes to dating relationships improving relationships with yourself going where you want when it comes to career work hobbies a lot of it comes down to using your voice yeah definitely but in terms of like examples of awkward conversations i've got a little list yeah in ad so no particular order from dating to relationships <laughs> but do we want kids do you want mm-hmm. kids do i want kids i've put actually things that do make you weird and when i say weird i mean your perception of weird there used to be a time where i thought i was so weird because i was obsessed with self-help books This is before the self-help world is what it is now. Mm. And I just thought that made me weird and I kept it secret. Um, Money is a big conversation. Sex, intimacy, letting someone know that you like them. Social media. Yeah. Conversations with your partner about social media and what you've seen, what you haven't seen. There's a whole other thing around snooping, but I think that can be really an awkward conversation to have. Yeah. Your past. Mm Mm-hmm in all areas (laughs) religious and political views and the list could go on right anything that you would add yeah I think that pretty much encompasses everything I was trying to think there no for me I think the standout ones are definitely from early dating stages it's talking about what you like what you don't like what you want letting somebody know that you like them 
And then for me, money and sex, I think are huge, huge topics. And they're the areas I think people struggle with so much. But I, what I would say is what well, I've got a weirdo thing as well. I've got, I'm obsessed with true crime. And like, I love prison documentaries. I actually used to live opposite prison. But the first time, like my, like Liam now, my now husband um, stayed over, which is obviously on the first night we met. What bonded us the next day was the true crime, the prison documentaries. I think we like watched that all day. Are you claiming that as your weird thing? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I was doing a video yesterday and somehow I was talking about this mm. and I was sharing my love for Westlife. Yeah, fair enough. And my boyfriend's a musician and so it takes a lot to admit that. <laughs> <laughs> but what was I going to say then? In terms of, oh, it's something that you just said. Oh yeah, actually it's completely unrelated, but I used to work in two London prisons. Did you? So we can catch up about that another time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> True crime. <laughs> For you then, Caitlin. Yeah. Tell me, and perhaps you're going to think of a specific topic that we've just covered, mm. but what comes to your mind when I ask you about your experience with having in awkward conversation, past or present? Okay, so definitely in the past, the thing I think I struggled with more than anything was admitting that I would love to be in a relationship, admitting that I wanted love, admitting that that's what I was looking for. So because I had that block where I couldn't even admit it to myself, the thought of speaking up and saying that was an absolute no-go. And then obviously, who did I attract and date? It was, you know, because I was saying, yeah, I'm like going with the flow. I don't know what I'm looking for. And that was such a huge, huge, huge blocker in dating. And because I started from that stance, I then never really would say what I liked. Not not in terms of huge conversations like sex or religion or whatever. It was literally, what did I want to drink? Oh, what are you having? Or what did I want to do for dinner? Oh, uh, what do you want? I don't mind. I'm easy. You know, so tiny little things, you kind of just let yourself be kind of, I guess, like drawn along with whatever they want, but you stop speaking up. And actually, I found that when I was trying to kind of, it wasn't ever intentionally molding myself to somebody, but I was just trying to be easy breezy, not to give them any reason not to like me. So that for me was my story there. And then actually being married and something that really struck me, I think it was last year, was, you know, you do all this work, right? You get into the relationship and then you're like, oh, it's fine, it's done now. No, no, no. Then a whole new lot of other stuff comes up. And for me, it re I had to learn to communicate and trust. that I could say how I felt. I could say if something was on my mind, I could open up and talk and trust that he was still going to be there and he'd listen he'd kind of receive that so there's so much within this topic that is kind of really really resonates with me but it comes from that that fundamental of not speaking up I just think there's going to be so many people that can relate to like those different mm -hmm. elements as well so yeah I think having this conversation hopefully just lets people know that this is a challenge, you know, using our voice and that you don't have to have it perfected before meeting someone even. No, and you do. It's a different, 
it's I think it's another level isn't it and it just everything is just a bit of a lesson and you do just keep coming back to those same I always think with like core beliefs maybe of perhaps not trusting or not you know not being sure of you know who you are or that you're good enough it's you dial those beliefs down and sometimes they'll pop right back up which can then come out in fear of communication and things like that so it's just always been aware of it and and kind of leaning in and figuring out what is going on for you so you can have the conversations from a sort of place of knowledge and power I think but what about you what's your journey with it your experience with it like hands down it's my biggest learning my biggest journey Mm -hmm. but I definitely didn't know that the moment I think I knew I was in a therapy session and my therapist we just really made it clear that it's always yeah. been safer for me to keep things in. Yeah. So it just got to the point where it was with everything mm. and especially with, so, you know, when I talk about what the areas, yeah, I think definitely expressing that I want to see people spend time with people, things like that, even just messaging my friends to be the one to say, are you free? And I know that some of my friends do that as well. And we literally say to each other, why do we do this? And so we're both free on Friday and we didn't ask, you know, so just asking for time i don't know like commitment all of those things is just something that was near impossible to me so having really vulnerable conversations that you have to have in those early stages of dating i just wasn't having them i wouldn't ask anyone anything that might be a bit vulnerable or might lead to a relationship or letting me know sooner Mm. rather than later what i'm dealing with Mm. and when it comes to a relationship now it's for sure my biggest learning yeah like hands down i know my process now i know that when i want to say something vulnerable i my voice it breaks it's not Mm. like oh and this is why i do struggle with some of the advice out there which is say you know say this when x y and z happens i'm like yeah that's all good but i actually freeze and yeah. the words do not come out. Yeah. And it was only through maybe this specific partner because he was able to identify that. I remember him saying once, and that, oh, okay, he said once, you don't finish your sentences. Ah. And obviously that's quite frustrating for him because he's left like, well, you're not finishing your sentence. Yeah. And then through observing that, I sometimes now, like I joked about it the other day, but I could just go, do you want, um, and then nothing comes out and I just leave the room or something. And then I realize he kind of, and he's like, what? That must be really interesting for him because obviously English isn't his first language. So language and communication for him is going to be so important, isn't it? Yeah, and I'm not finishing my <laughs> sentences, but it's really interesting. So when it comes down to having awkward conversations, the words sometimes wouldn't come out. Yeah. But, and I know that we're going to have a whole episode on this sometimes unfortunately that can mean that conflict arises either within myself or with the person and where it was around time and things like that I remember him saying and now I share this with my clients you know with me you just have to be shameless and if I can see you I can if I can't I can't yeah but that is I have to give this to you know those years I spent being single that's further down the line when trust has been formed Mm to have that conversation early of like telling someone I like you or I want to see you 
it's so awkward and it's vulnerable for many people oh it's so 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 vulnerable but what what you said there and it links back to what you said about having those conversations with your friends about asking for time and stuff actually one thing I work on with clients before we even get to the dating is have the little mini conversations with people you trust and we build and we build and we build because yeah it is actually too much and maybe it doesn't feel safe and it doesn't feel okay to sit in front of a date and be like oh I really like you do you want to see each other again then though you get to this point in life where you do start to realize that the earlier we have these conversations Mm -hmm. the better and that's 100% what I do encourage but I'm not saying that it's easy and it's like you say there might be certain things we have to do around that and work Mm -hmm. to lead you there but I really do believe, especially with, I do a lot of work with attachment difficulties, mm. a lot with anxious attachment. You want to have these conversations before you're attached. Yeah. Well, I always say to clients, like, if, and to be honest, a non-negotiable with clients working with me, which I do always say is when we're at the dating stage, you got to tell them what you're looking for. That's now a non-negotiable that you've got to do. And we've got to do it on the apps. We've got to do it on the first date. But what I say is you sitting there saying to somebody on a first date, oh, I'm so excited, actually, that I'm in a place in my life where I am looking for somebody to build, you know, a life with. That's where I'm at. That is so much less about the other person on a first date or on an app than saying three months in, oh, I'm really looking for a relationship because you just spent three months dating them. So, of course, that's going to sound like it's about them. Yeah, and you're just not showing who you are Mm. and what you want early on. The sooner we can express that and share that, actually, the sooner we meet the person that's going to match that. Yes. You know, we hold all of this stuff in, find out further down the line, we're attached. Well, then if there's attachments happening, you'll then start to let things go, pretend this is what you don't want, hold it in. And late, that's when the resentment builds up and then it hurts. Mm. Yeah. It hurts so much because we didn't have conversations. Oh, and it is, and it's, you have to think about, right? If it was just a case of two nice people who both wanted a relationship, they'd meet and fall in love. Dating wouldn't be a thing, right? Or a tiny percentage of the population would be dating. You, you're going to meet somebody based on who you are and who they truly are. And when you're dating... Yeah, the first few dates you're presenting are probably a more polished, nicer, more polite, whatever version of yourself. But the more you can tap into being able to express who you are, the easier it is and the better it is. And that's actually what I love. I had a client the other day who went on her first date in ages. And, you know, we've been doing all this work. And she said, I literally didn't give a fuck. I sat there being myself, saying what I wanted speaking up laughing how I laugh asking random questions I was just me she said it felt so freeing that's when I do have I come from the side of being direct Mm. as early as possible yeah and actually what is amazing when you're looking at the stats for this 95% of women prefer men who are emotionally open and 83% of men prefer people who are also emotionally open so everybody wants somebody who is emotionally open and willing to communicate okay <laughs> you told me this stat before we hit record and 
yes we want that we desire that we dream mm. of that but you've got to practice that yeah like, <laughs> you really do that half of those people are always say also saying those people are boring and that they don't exist yeah or there's no mystery there's no mystery there's no mystery there's no exactly. game exactly but i definitely we do want that openness but we want it to be easy it's like we want can you bring up the conversation yeah can it be easy mm -hmm. and can you read my mind and perhaps can i read your mind I completely agree and that would be so delightful wouldn't it but that is absolutely bullshit in any <laughs> any, day, any any stage that's never ever ever going to happen but on that practice front then it'd be really interesting to see what you do with clients because what I do a lot is if we're working on the kind of communication we and we've done a little bit of work more on the inner you who you are what we want and then we're slowly slowly building up to these conversations sometimes we do I do kind of um you know we'll have an example of a time where we didn't speak up or where we wanted to say something but we didn't and they do write a little script they do practice what they would want to say and then actually sometimes I get them to say it to me because it's opening the mouth and using the word even when you feel awkward and it's not saying this is going to be your script forever but it's just even being able to speak and articulate a little bit might make it like 1% easier for next time. So what do you do? Yeah, I 100% believe in saying things out loud mm. in a place where you're not going to be judged, criticized. And I have a space inside the membership, which is a sharing mm. circle. Yeah. And that is, that's my core intention for that space. So 100% when for me it is having that conversation with me so i might not be sharing that this is what i'm doing i might not be saying i'm getting you to say it out loud yeah it's naturally going to happen anyway mm -hmm. and when they see that i don't react i don't raise my eyebrows i'm not judging you that's a very safe experience yeah automatically you're that little bit safer to go out into the world and have this conversation and then if that person raises their eyebrows or criticizes you, you've got those foundations to be like, hold on a second. Why are you treating me like that? You know, mm. because you've had that safety. So I think sharing it in a safe place is so important. Yes. Scripts. I like if you're not going to beat yourself up for not following your script, because when we are in those moments, things come out sideways. Oh my gosh, of course. The script for me is is more actually looking at the energy in that you want to say something. Yeah. So it's it's having an idea of what we want to say, but actually how we want to feel saying it, what words feel empowering, what's our body language looking at? You know, it's 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 that element. So again, it's in the back of our minds, we might remember like one percent that felt good during that kind of practice conversation that we can that then might come out or it might not come out but you know that one percent might be there exactly and I try to frame it if there's been like personally mm. if there's been a conversation that I intended to have and it's come out sideways I had an experience recently and it wasn't the moment I wanted to say it but it did need to be said yeah I try to remind myself it is okay because we cannot go through life without these human experiences where 
words fall out or we trip over our words or we accidentally insult the other person that's going to happen we come back to that repair yeah and self-compassion because part of the difficulty that I have and this happens now less with my partner because I really do have that safe space now yeah is the guilt that I feel afterwards I think that's really key because when we have that vulnerability hangover so when it happened to me the other day you would not believe the amount of reassurance I was seeking from him Mm. it wasn't with him it's someone else and I was constant. I needed, I realized, I journaled on it. I realized that I wanted him to confirm that I'm not a bad person. Yes. I needed this confirmation that I'm not a bad person. I felt it in my whole body. I was literally shaking it out. I was like, oh my God, I'm yeah. so vulnerable. I kept saying, I'm in a hangover. I've got a hangover because it was so bad. I was going to ask you a question then. So do you feel the guilt because it hasn't come out perfectly and it hasn't come out the way you've said it is? Or do you feel the guilt because it? the kind of reaction or how it might have upset them it's so this does take that inner work I have a huge core belief and wound around being a bad person okay so for me that gets triggered very soon after that I'm a bad person that's really interesting because I think with me when I do it and there was an example the other day when like I built this thing up in my head that like he hadn't done and I was right I was you know this he needs to go and do do, do, fix it so I spoke up and said what said that I was hurt but I said it in a way that put all the responsibility on him and all of the like I'm right you're wrong and it goes back to that dynamic doesn't it of like are we trying to make somebody wrong are we communicating because you're right and you know they're doing da 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 and it's on them to da 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 you know and I've done all this work and I can communicate and I can tell I feel and you can't you know it goes it goes into that dynamic which is very familiar for me because I think you know going back to kind of childhood and stuff but when I was in that state all I could literally all I could think was I'm right he's wrong and it was just that sort of self-righteous like you know power that I felt and actually the con- I mean, the conversation obviously went horribly we said after like we're terrible at arguing you know this is something we need to work on but I did not not a day later like two days later I was like watching him on the sofa and I was like I'm really sorry by the way for how I not why not the intent behind what I was saying but how I brought it up and how I dealt with it but for me I go into that I think the fear of speaking up comes from the fear of being left, you know, as you said, like, you know, don't rock the boat because it, everybody will go. But then the the communication style goes into that sort of aggressor, attacker, I'm right, which creates like no space for him to see how, say how he feels or anything, does it? So it's just something that I've got to be so aware of. And as we said, right, you can go into that repair point. It's the fact that actually I recognized, I did the reflection. I was like, something doesn't feel right about this. Why do I, I, I don't feel good about this conversation. Did the work on it. I didn't journal, but I was like chuntering to myself in the shower and like taking the dog for a walk and like figuring out what was going on with me. And that's when I kind of came to that conclusion that, you know, 
you can't have these conversations if you are just making the other person wrong. And it's not a conversation saying, we're a team, let's fix this. It's you against them. Um, but you have that, you always have an opportunity to repair it. You always have an opportunity to say sorry or to go away and write down actually what you wanted to say and then go away and say it at a calmer later date. And that's, do you know what as well? That is such a hot tip that I sometimes do, sometimes don't, I'm going to be honest. Having the awkward conversations in a moment where you're not both activated where you've had some time to process, you've had some time away, and then you can talk about it actually when you're both happy, you know, you're both feeling good with each other. But it's so difficult to do because I'm a dweller. So if we have a conversation and something comes up, I will then like, I will then struggle to be completely normal until I've said what I want to say. But what saying what I want to say and when I'm in that activated state isn't going to come out very well absolutely being as much in that grounded state as possible is so important yeah um but the other awkward conversation i think that you brought up which is really really important is to apologize Mm -hmm. so when we and just to link with that i guess but when we're having these awkward conversations to go into it without the assumptions or without meaning, well, now I'm being honest, so they have to stay, or I'm being vulnerable, so they have to stay, or they have to share as well. Yeah. Like that's not the case. Being vulnerable, having an awkward conversation and being the person to share doesn't mean that they're going to, doesn't mean that they have to um, respond in that way, and doesn't mean that they're in the place to do that either. So we go into it taking a risk. Yeah. And it is risky. It is. And I think you hit on something so important then that we have a certain expectation around conversations, especially what we're looking for. What is this in those early dating stages where I've said this and now they have to say this and putting that expectation on someone else, putting like all get putting, I always think putting your expectation on somebody else to respond exactly the way you want them to, it's giving away your power because it's saying, unless you do this, unless you respond like this, I'm not going to be okay. Exactly. But also sometimes things can, this has been my biggest shock, like things can unfold in just amazing ways. So I remember this is a very good example of an awkward Mm. conversation when my housemate said that she's moving out of the flat that I'm in yeah I was with my partner and I'm starting to think hmm you know we haven't been together that long but it crossed my mind about him moving in and then everyone else starts to ask me do you think he'll move in is he going to be the one to move in everyone's having this conversation with me but I'm not having the conversation with him yeah and again I did take away the outcome because we'd not been together like a huge amount of time he might not want to but I did decide in practicing what I preach and keeping up with all the changes I've made already you're going to need to bring this conversation up yeah so how did you bring it up then we were on a walk Mm -hmm. so and again this is what happens to me when the moment comes um my heart starts increasing so this is sometimes this is when I shouldn't speak actually but in this case I knew you're gonna have to have this conversation take a deep breath and like the world is not going to fall apart i was also at a safe point now where i knew he wasn't gonna end the relationship because of it yeah 
And then I said to him, and this is where I just think, oh my God, the world is beautiful sometimes. I said to him, I can't remember. So obviously his friend, his um, family live in Brazil. And I asked them him something about them of what they think about me. And he said, oh no, they just often ask if we live together. And then the conversation unfolded from there. And so I was really lucky, but I want to say I was going to bring it up. <laughs> I've had every intention on yeah. this walk. I'm going to bring this up about the house. Um, but it just happened that he kind of brought it up in a different way. And then we had the conversation. I love that. And I think, you know what you said there about you'd remove the expectation because you hadn't been together that long. For me, I think, and actually I did the same, and it was me that brought up like living together. I was, and it sounds like we both were, it's like you approach it from a place of curiosity, curious in how the other person feels, curious in where they're at, curious in, you know, what they're looking for, curious in what, how they handle money, rather than thinking this is what I want and need if you don't do that. Exactly. And I do think just witnessing other people as well, seeing how other people communicate and talk, I think that can be really useful and powerful because you can start to see like people ask questions and people go for it. But the, again, the world doesn't fall apart. And it is, it's that questions. And without the questions, we make assumptions. Mm. And the assumptions are sometimes what make these conversations so awkward. Mm. And I did hear something great recently, but I cannot for the life of me remember where so I don't know the exact words and I worry that when I say it it can sound like it's insulting some people but basically it said if you ask like a normal question to like someone who's like I don't know open-minded mm. in a good healthy place nervous system or whatever they're going to give you a normal response yeah even if it's not the response you want they're not going to turn around and be like, oh my God, did you just ask me if I like you? That's absolutely ridiculous because we're dating. Yeah. Yeah. We all kind of build other people up to be like this ogre, don't we? That like. <laughs> yeah. And we're dating and I'm thinking, oh, I can't ask where we stand or whatever, yeah. how you, however you want to word it. But what else are we doing? We're dating. I know. I've what got to know what you think about kids. We're dating. <laughs> <laughs> What's I've the got... outcome of this? I've got a question for you. Do you think there's such thing as over communicating and sharing on early stages of dating? For example, because we do work in the attachment space, especially if you have a little bit more of an anxious attachment, a lot is on your mind all the time, right? So, and I do work with some um, some people where you know it's that element of we just need to say it we need to get it out but there can be a line can't there with early stages of dating of bringing up or nitpicking about things they said or how you feel or whatever if you've only met them a few times where do you how do you feel about that or where do you think that line is I just think you're never owed anything because what I'm thinking is the people that say oh I was vulnerable and it didn't work I was thinking more in the context of let's say you've been on a date and or you've been on a few dates and something they're doing is bothering you ah. a couple of dates and you know it could be something such as they weren't texting the way you wanted them to text or 
that they were on their phone a lot on the date and then you message or bring it up the next time you've seen them. And this can be very early stage, like three dates and saying what you were doing on that date bothered me such as you were on your phone whilst we were on a date and that didn't sit well with me. And just, messaging them that to say. Maybe it can be a bit more lighthearted. Maybe it can be the next time we see each other, that kind of thing. But for me, immediately, if you're going to bring it up that seriously after three dates, what's our relationship going to be like? That feels to me a little bit parenty. Do you know what I mean? If we can do it as like two adults and perhaps it's like I say, just a little bit softer, like we don't have to, we can make jokes out of these things. Yeah. They can be lighthearted. And that's, I think, is the difference, isn't it? And that's sometimes where the line is that we're we're saying be open, have these awkward conversations, but it's the language, isn't it? Language. I think it is yeah. that, you know, oh, this this might be a little bit of a communication difference, but when I am dating, I really want to get to know so I would really want to get to know that person. But I think that's about energy. Again, it goes back to that the energy behind the conversation, I think, is sometimes more important than the words you use. Yes, because you've just reminded me this whole thing's about having an awkward conversation. And this is my thing about scripts. Yeah. Sometimes the scripts are missing. And this is what I always share with people, the first line, which is, I've got to be honest, this is really awkward for me. No, I that's always in the script for me. I say <laughs> I'm gonna bring up and it is it's I've exactly. got an, I've got an awkward dating conversation for you. Here we go. And that's how you approach it. That's what you've got to say. That's what I mean. Exactly. And just being really aware of how the other person is going to feel. Because if some, I want to use your example about like your phone was on the table. Uh, You've been on your phone. That's really embarrassing to realize that you're one of those people. Mm. And so we're going to go into defense mode. Yeah. Be aware of where someone might get defensive. Well, I love doing like kind of check-ins, you know, at that kind of three month mark or however it might be having the confidence to be like, okay, I'm going to bring it something really awkward. And I know you hate talking about this sort of stuff, but I'm really having a lovely time getting to know you. And I'm like excited about where it's going. How do you feel? I love, um, you said something earlier um, when you were talking about having a conversation about moving in together and there was the opening of, oh no, they do ask if we live together. I sometimes say with clients, like, listen for those openings and see how you respond to it. Because if you want to run away, when that comes up, then that's saying something that we can do a bit of work on, right? But if you're ready to have the conversation and if an opening comes up, you can lean in. But sometimes what I, um, this again, this is like a little bit, if we need that confidence to bring something up, sometimes I can say, if you're on a date and I love people watching so I'm a big people watcher and sometimes couples sort of like doing that and they say oh what what kind of number date would are they on what date are they on and if you're talking about that you can say oh what do you think somebody would say about us oh I love that do you see so you can create sometimes these little like openings and things like that or you know oh um I mean this is a really obvious one but I was um, I was seeing this guy like years and years and years ago and we went to a gym class together and the instructor called me his girlfriend and I was like oh no thank you that's obviously I knew it wasn't right but he brought that up later and that could have been the opportunity to lean into that and be like oh yeah you know 
my colleague asked me actually whether you're my boyfriend the other day and I didn't really know what to say but instead I ignored it because I didn't want to have that conversation that's the thing but so you can kind of you know create those little those own things to do we have to when it comes to these things unless they are your non-negotiables or they're places where you've been hurt or you're triggered around we can never plan it down to the T because Mm. the other person in front of you I having this conversation is making me think early on dating with my boyfriend he used to very naturally talk about his future kids yeah very naturally no thinking behind it not about the impact on me very natural for him Mm -hmm. that for me like that would have been a huge deal to mention my future kids like yes. he just does that naturally so that made that conversation mm-hmm. easy and actually we never officially I mean we're technically not going out we never officially had that <laughs> conversation <laughs> we never officially had that conversation so it's really interesting the way some awkward conversations that you plan for should I tell yeah. them that on the first date should I tell them that I want to have kids or don't want to have kids mm-hmm. and then you're planning this, you're worried about it, you've asked your coach about it, you're anxious, and then you get there and they just naturally bring up their kids. Questions answered. (laughs) But also, what an amazing thing we could take away for how we approach things, because again, sometimes I don't think we, okay, down the line, a conversation about kids is very important, okay? It's, well, it's a deal breaker, isn't it? One person absolutely doesn't want them, one person is desperate for them, then unfortunately there's not that compatibility there. But you know what we're saying about the more how you approach things from saying I'm so excited to be in this place I'm so excited to meet somebody um that's what I'm looking for on a date be you know like oh um I'd love to like take my kids traveling one day you've said you want kids you've said it in a lovely way for them if they absolutely don't want them that's going to be a deal breaker and then you can have a conversation if they say oh really I think it'd be a nightmare traveling with a baby again it's another opening so we don't always have to like barge in and say like can we have a conversation about this this and this you can say what you're excited for and things will lead on you have the right Mm. so thinking about this example of the kids conversation yeah you have the right to know if the person that you're going on dates with has the same ideas values dreams as you yes that's it you have the right they have the right and you have the right and the only way you're going to find out is through using your voice yeah and if that's not easy we take Mm. deep breaths we expect that vulnerability hangover Mm. and then you stand in that power that we talk about after you've asked a question no matter what came back how incredible that you just asked that question. So I think it's amazing. Yeah, and it's it's so it's so important though, isn't it? And it is interesting because a lot of the women I work with are very successful at work. And we always say boundaries at work aren't a problem. Speaking up at work's not a problem. It's when it comes to that vulnerability in your love life, because it can feel like a a rejection on our self-worth, right? And who we are as a person. That's where it kicks in but take a little bit of that assurance of how amazing you are at work and plop it into your love life you know take that bit of confidence and Uh, and work or flex that flex that kind of muscle and for these awkward conversations whether it's wanting kids if you're looking for a relationship like where is this going you need to know the answers to that I 
stand by I don't know can be an answer if you are in a place in your life where I do not know mm. and there are many people that don't know if they want kids yet or yeah. want to be in a this serious relationship right now this isn't about having to have the the answer the answer is allowed to be I'm in some conflict around that yeah. and you also have to then accept that if you are in conflict or you aren't sure the person you're dating might want somebody who is a thousand percent yes for certain aspects such as marriage or kids or traveling the world together or whatever it might be so again it's removing the expectation and I think it's I guess the the theme is isn't it you've got to be wherever you are regardless of what you want regardless of what you want to say you've got to have that little bit of confidence and that that sort of assurity that you are in the right place for you and that you are saying what you want or you're you know you know yourself to set to well enough to be able to speak up and to be happy where you are yeah keep your feet like firmly on the ground when you have these mm-hmm. conversations and celebrate yourself inside especially if it is one of those areas that's really challenging for you or Mm. somewhere that you know that you've been holding it in and that can include if it comes sideways out sideways see if you can still take that moment to be like okay that didn't go how I want however yes I did put that out into the world and I just think it's so incredible to have these conversations which is the only way we can take steps forward you know, we take steps forward through asking questions and saying words and it's hard and it's vulnerable and it's challenging and it's just even more reason to celebrate yourself. And if it leads to the dreaded rejection or the ending, this is where you need to, again, have your feet firmly on the ground in who you are, know what you bring to the table, you know your worth, you know 100% that you have your own back, whatever the outcome of this conversation, I promise myself, I'm not going to reject myself, I promise myself, I'm going to support myself, whatever they say after this conversation. Yes, and actually, do you know what, that's such a lovely way, perhaps to think about the beginning and the end right of any of these conversations we want to set our intention for the conversation and by that I mean we want to think about what we want to say but we also want to think about how we want to feel and how we want to make the other person feel right and then actually we do want to end with either a not a solution in mind but almost a promise to ourselves of where we're going to go back to after this conversation what we're going to remind ourselves of after this conversation you know what what are maybe our little processes if it's thinking about it or journaling about it whatever it is it's that that kind of you know let's let's frame these conversations with an intention and then with a check-in at the end yeah and once you've had it once it does get a bit easier yeah. I'm just not I, I always go back to that deep breath I remember I was away and I wanted to see mm. my boyfriend which I've said is something really vulnerable I was just saying sending a text to ask him to see me that night And it's just taking that deep breath and knowing that whatever the outcome, whatever comes back, that you can handle it. You can handle the emotion of what comes back because that's what it is really. It's that we can't handle or tolerate the emotion that we experience from that no or that yes or whatever it is. If you know I can tolerate the feelings in my body, whatever the outcome so have you got like a top tip then for communication or having these conversations? The one that worked for me and now I share it all the time. I've already said it, but it is when my boyfriend said to me, 
you just have to be shameless yeah could because it spoke to me on so many levels mm. i realized in that moment ah it is the outcome could be shame yeah and you just have to be shameless and say it and they'll say yes they'll say no you might because it's we don't want to feel embarrassed we don't want to feel rejected we don't want to feel the shame so we have to be shameless and just put it out into the universe and say it and say it i love that i've got two which i can't decide about so i might just say them both one of them is think about your energy because you know when you said be shameless i absolutely agree but there is a difference by saying are we exclusive yet? Because if we're not, I don't want to do this. And saying, I've really been enjoying spending time with you. Da, 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 da. That, you know, what we've 100%. already said. And I think my my second tip for the people that aren't at the stage where they even can think about having these conversations, start really small, practice saying no and yes to little things for family, colleagues, parents, dates, practice saying what you do like you know do you want white or red wine do you want an Indian or a Chinese you know do you want to meet in central London or near where you are practice those little things and that will really really quickly build exactly right my love thank you so much for listening to all about love we would love to hear back from you um with any questions you've got any thoughts um that have come up from these conversations our instagram doors are always open as are our emails which we will link in the show notes so please rate subscribe and review